Hello, and welcome to the Sapona Road Church Podcast. Today is a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made, and we are excited that you've taken time to join with us as we hear from God's Word. We exist as a church to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that today's message encourages and blesses you and helps you to grow and mature in your walk and relationship with Him. The Word of the Lord is powerful and life-changing, so let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message. So this morning, we want to talk to you guys about transformation. Okay, now, um, is anyone in here that wants to be transformed? I do. Yes, amen. You can ask Brian. I need some transformation in some areas still. So, yes. Um, And so, Michelle and I, we weren't really, like, big on speaking on transformation because we kind of wanted to leave it to the experts, okay? Those who, like, you know, are scholars or something, you know, because this is a big deal. It's deep. But the Lord kept bringing us back to it. And even this weekend, I'm the procrastinator, and Michelle's like the organized person. So, yes, yes, we didn't have yes. this message done till about <laughs> 1030 last night. Which really <laughs> has my blood pressure. Because of me. So like Friday night, I'm like, the Lord's just going to give me something. He's going to give me something else other than this transformation topic. I know it. So me and Lily, um, we go to Sephora because she needed something, I don't know, some perfume or something. So we go to Sephora. She'd saved her money up for it. And I'm like, okay, there's some makeup there that I really like. And it all has biblical names. And I love that. I love the, the biblical names. And I like to wear stuff that, that has meaning. And so I'm like looking for a particular lipstick that was delight. Okay, that's the name of it, like delight in the Lord. I'm like, if I see it, I'll know. I'm supposed to talk about the delight of the Lord. Like, I'm going to love that topic. Yes. And I get there and I look through. Delight was all sold out. None. Guess what the one they had was? Transform. I'm like, okay, got it. Got it on this morning. Let's go, Jesus. We're ready for this. (laughs) Meanwhile, we were talking about doing transformation, and she's thinking about changing it yesterday. (laughs) This is true. This is true. <laughs> so, but here we are. We, we've said yes to the Lord. And um, so we're going to just try to simplify it and explain it as best we can because transformation is part of our inheritance from the Lord. And what we've come up with is pretty good, I think. So I think, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. So, so anyways, but I, I do want to say that tomorrow, Monty and I will be married 30 years. <laughs> And let me just tell y'all, there has been some transforming going on over the last 30 years. When we got married, I weighed 93 pounds soaking wet. So there's been some changing going on. But anyhow, we are here this morning, and um, I'm excited and thankful for Monty. It's, it's been good, so hope, just thankful to be here. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Jill, you ready? Yeah, let's, let's, let's open up in prayer. So, Holy Spirit, we need you, and if you don't show up, we're in trouble. So, come on, we're ready. Thank you, you, Lord. Amen. Praise your name. Thank you, Lord. So, the definition for transformation is progressively being changed. It means maturity. It's growing up in Christ. Transformation 
for us is a process of learning who God is and who we are. When we were born, we started by drinking milk, and then we learned to eat solid foods. We learned to crawl, stand, and then walk. We are learning daily who we are, our parents, who they are, and all about the world. And it's the same when we talk about being born into the kingdom of God. We are progressively growing up in Christ, becoming who he made us to be. So when we get saved, we not only have our sins forgiven and washed away, we not only have eternal life in heaven with Jesus, we are also a brand new creation right here, right now. And I just want you to say that I'm a brand new creation right here, right now. The big point we want everyone in the room to get is that as a child of God, you are not stuck. Some people think, okay, I got saved. I'm going to heaven when I die. But what about right now? Am I stuck in all this mess until I die? And we want you to know that you are not stuck. You are moving forward to all that God has planned one step at a time. And there may still be some consequences from your past that we all have to walk through, but I believe God will give us the strength to make better choices, to learn from the past as he refines us, and we move forward with him. We have an inheritance in Christ, and he is calling forth your future of transformation. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. You're not stuck. Plans to give you hope and a future. So this means we can be transformed from anything, anything. Broken relationships, addictions, perversion, lust, victim mindset, limited mindsets, any stronghold in our life or in our thinking, we can have transformation in. We are not stuck. So let's look at a few examples of transformation in the Bible. So first up, we got Peter. Good old Peter, he liked to fight. He even cut a man's ear off. But underneath all of that exterior was actually the fear of man. Because we see that Peter denied Jesus and he was hiding out in the upper room with the door locked because he was afraid that he would be killed next. Anyone in here battle the fear of man? Right here. Okay, the story of Peter shows there is transformation from that. When the Holy Spirit was poured on Peter, he was transformed into who God made him to be. He stepped out into the city that had just crucified Jesus, and he preached the gospel, and 3,000 people were saved. And also the woman at the well. She was hiding from people in the town because she was ashamed of her life. But when she met Jesus, she was transformed. She found a new well of living water, which was Jesus. She would never thirst again. She ran back to the people that she had once hid from, telling them all about Jesus. Her city was transformed by her testimony. She became the first evangelist in the New Testament after encountering the presence of God. Next, we have Jacob. So Jacob fell asleep on a rock, and he had the most amazing dream. In the dream, he saw the stairway to heaven, and they were, there were angels descending and ascending upon it. And at the top of the stairs was the Lord. And the Lord spoke a revelation about his life and his future. 
It so impacted him that when he woke up, he said, God is here, and I didn't even know it. Jacob got a revelation of the awareness of God's presence with him, and it began to transform him. And Jacob renamed the city where this happened from Lutz to Bethel, which means house of God. It is still named that to this day. His personal transformation changed the name and the identity of his city. In Ephesians 4, 23 through 24, it says, Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness, and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. The word revelation can also mean mindset. In the stories of Peter, the woman at the well, and Jacob, we can see this very thing. The stories reveal the transformation in them and in their cities. And in 2 Corinthians 2.18, it says, we all, say after me, we all. We all. It means all of us qualify for this. We all, with unveiled faces, are reflecting the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So we're going to unpack this verse right here. So with unveiled faces means there is nothing hidden. We are actually face to face with God. And while we're face to face with God, we are reflecting the glory of the Lord. And as we experience his glory, we are being transformed into his image. We are actually being transformed into something, and it is the image of God. So if we pause right here, and we just think about for a minute, um, if you've had a child or a niece or a nephew or a grandchild, when they're born, you can't wait to see who they look like. You can't wait to see yourself in them. It brings you so much joy. And it's the same way with the Lord. When he looks at us and he sees himself in us, he sees us acting like him, it brings him so much joy. And that's exactly what transformation does. We are being transformed to his image. From glory to glory means the glory we experience is unending because he is unending. And in this story and in, and in this glory, we are transformed. The last part of this verse says, and this is from the Lord who is the Spirit, which means transformation comes from the Holy Spirit. The Bible in the Old Testament says God will not share his glory with another. But in the New Testament, under the new covenant, he puts his spirit in us, and his spirit is the glory. He shares his glory with us because we are not another any longer. We are his own. So we can see from the last two scriptures that we just read, as well as Romans 12, 2, that we are transformed into the likeness of Jesus by renewing our minds to God's fresh revelation and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we want to give you some very practical tools um, that you can use to create spaces and places in your life and in your family, in your work, in your city, even in your nation that can be transformed because of your yes to the Lord. So first thing we're going to look at is repentance. Okay, so we repent when we come to know Jesus as our Savior. 
And repentance means um, to change the way that you think. Repentance is not a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. There is, also, there is a continual repentance in the process of renewing our minds. So it kind of goes like this. If there's a circumstance in your life that reveals a false belief or a poor attitude or a wrong heart motive, then it's time to repent for that belief or that attitude. And this changes the direction we are headed in, and it changes the thought pattern we are in. We can't just repent for an action without getting to the root of what we actually believe, or we will eventually do that act again. This is why we need the Holy Spirit in repentance, because he helps us and reveals both the truth and the lies we are believing. Okay, and number two is God's love. As we begin a lifestyle of repentance and renewing of our minds, we will start to recognize and experience the love and goodness of God. That love has always been there, but we start recognizing it more and more as we are forming this relationship with God. He is transforming our thinking, and we are becoming stronger as we walk through each victory and each trial that we face. So my son Roger, when he was in the sixth grade, he started a new school. And some of my prayer ladies have heard this, so I've heard it too, so it's good. We're going to hear it again. Um, so anyways, um, he started a new school, and he decided to go out for the basketball team. He had never picked a ball up in his life, a basketball anyways, that I know of, not in a real game anyhow. And I thought, okay. So he went, he practiced with his team, you know, he's ready to go. And um, I go to his first game, and I'm sitting with all the parents, and they start, whoa, yeah, you know, they're cheering, that's my baby, you know, and they're hollering and screaming, and Roger's on the bench, and I'm thinking, they look so stupid, and I'm just thinking, how, come on, I mean, they're in the sixth grade, what's the big deal? So I'm just, you know, thinking all of this in my head, and I'm sitting there very quietly, well, so the next game, they just, something changed, something really big changed, and that was they put Roger in the game. So all of a sudden, I'm on my bleacher, and I sit at the very edge, and I'm taking it all in. Every move he's making, I'm just like, you know, watching it. I am like so into it. And when he starts doing something good, I'm like, yes, come on, come on, baby, come on. And then all of a sudden, he makes a basket. And, you know, then I understood. <laughs> all of a sudden, I jumped up off the bleachers and I jumped straight up and down. And I'm just like, yes! And I look around, and all of a sudden, I realize, I understand. Okay, now I know why you're so excited. And so that's how it was. I mean, and I really got tickled at myself, and then I understood. You know, you see every step forward we take, God the Father is cheering us on. He loves us so much. And he creates opportunities for us to be transformed. Just like every parent that has watched their child walk for the first time or do something on their own, out of their comfort zone, God is saying, come on, you can do it. One more step. 
When we, start, when we start creating a relationship with God, we will start seeing a history of his love. When I think about all the times that he worked out every detail and he was present with every obstacle that I faced, I'm overwhelmed with emotions. And my family will tell you, usually when I start talking about the goodness of the Lord, I start crying. I can't even get a word out because he's that good. I have this little thing that I do when I get scared or feel nervous or, you know, overwhelmed by something. And I actually learned it from Carolyn DeJesus. Some of you may know her. Um, when I started leading prayer, I'm sorry, leading worship at Rivers, and I would get super nervous, I had, it was just a, it was a big thing for me. And She could tell I was nervous, and she'd walk up to me. She said, I want you to close your eyes. So just do that. And um, so I would close my eyes, and she said, now just ask the Lord, do you love me? And so I'd ask him, do you love me? And immediately I could feel his love. And I would remember all of the history and all the times that he was there for me. And I knew that he was faithful and I could count on him and that he would always be there. So that is about, that's, that's what I wanted to say about God's love today. It's amazing. And once you experience it, there's no turning back. Yes, it's so good. The third tool that we have for transformation is God's word. So before we come to Jesus, most of our beliefs and how we think comes from what we have been taught from others and our past experiences. And that shapes basically our whole belief system. Uh, When we begin to renew our minds with the word of God, and by renew, I mean meditate on it, declare it over yourself, pray it, claim it until it gets into your thinking and becomes routine um, in how that you think. When we begin to do that, we will notice that our belief systems begin to change. We'll, We'll have a different thought in our head. We'll have a different response, but we're in the same circumstance or same situation, but our whole perspective on it has now changed. Um, When my kids were smaller, and Brian and I had four kids in five years, so, and we didn't have any twins, okay? So, yeah, we had a lot of kids in a, short, a short amount of time. And so when they were little and I would feel overwhelmed, I would always speak out loud, love is patient, love is kind. I mean, I may have to walk in the other room and grit my teeth, but I said it. <laughs> and it would calm me down because it reminded me of who I was and what was available to me. So ask the Holy Spirit to give you fresh revelation from the word, to make it actually burn in you. The Bible says that the truth will set us free. The word literally sets us free from the lies that we have believed. Yes, amen. And number four is one that I love to talk about. It's the secret place. And in the secret place, lots of transforming happens. Most of the time, it doesn't change our circumstances but it changes how we view them and how we respond to them. When he changes the way we look at things, the things we look at change. That strong-willed child becomes a child that was born to be a leader. That job that was not really what we wanted 
becomes a way for us to provide for our family. The secret place is a place of renewing and refueling. It's a place that we talk to God and a place where we hear his voice. It is a special time that we get away from everything and spend time with just him. I look, I like to spend time with Monty. Um, I don't always want to go with the crowd of friends to eat. Sometimes I just want to go with just the two of us where we can talk about plans. <laughs> and so, am I embarrassing you? <laughs> and sometimes it's just, it's just a time where I can just let him know how much that I love him and that he's the most important person in my life. And I love him. <laughs> and the secret place with God is very similar. It's getting away with him for that intimate time to know him, to love him, to learn from him. If we don't take the time, then we don't, we, we're not going to be transformed to live the abundant life God has for us. You might be wondering what that looks like with God. It could be reading your Bible, talking to God, singing worship songs to him, letting him know that you love him and that you want to meet with just him. As we meet in the secret place and let God's love flow over our life, we are changed and we really start to understand how much he loves us and just how loved we are. If you notice that repentance, experiencing God's love, and revelation from the word of God most often happen in the secret place. And after that time in history in the secret place with God, you will find that you will recognize his voice more clearly than before in your everyday life, in your going and your coming, because the posture of your, posture of your heart has changed. Um, I remember, um, I was listening to this morning to, um, to a song uh, called uh, More of You, Less of Me. It's by Brian Johnson, and it's, it's an old one, but it's a good one. And I was listening to that, and I was remembering um, when I was in my um, 20s, and I, I was really bound in my thinking. I, my mind had not been renewed, and I was actually struggling um, with low self-esteem and just, just stuck in my own head. It made me tear up. And I remember one morning, um, Brian was out of town for work, and the kids were asleep. We just had Shane and Nate at that time. And they were asleep, and I couldn't sleep because I was scared. <laughs> Too many datelines, I guess. But I was scared, and so I go downstairs, and um, I turned on um, Judy, Judy Jacobs' song, Here He Comes, The Days of Elijah. Yeah, it was like back in the day. And so I turned that song on, and I don't know why. I had never done that before. But I turned that song on, and he came. And I didn't have a words for it. I didn't know it was the secret place. All I know is that he came. And I had, I had never knew that he would come just for me, just one-on-one, -on -one, that he would come. But he came, and I was transformed that day. I wasn't the same after that morning. It, it changed everything. And it, it, it was exactly what that song says. I had to have more of him. I had to go back, I, not because I, I had to, because I wanted to, 
go back into that place again and meet with him because it was like nothing I had ever experienced. And I found that he would, he would always come. He would all, always show up. And after all these years, he still does. And he'll do the same for you. He will come just for you. In that room all by yourself, he will come. And when he does, you will be transformed. It's what happens in his presence. So we want to, um, to give you, you guys an opportunity to respond to this transformation that we have inherited in Christ. And no matter how long we have been a Christian or how old we are, uh, there still is more transformation to experience because this happens from glory to glory and God's glory is unending. So this morning, we just want to kind of walk you through um, these four steps while we're here. We're going to have some, some music playing. I'm not sure maybe if Judy's come into play. And um, we, want it, we want it to be really relaxed so you can sit, you can stand, you can come down to the front, you can lay on the floor, you can lay on the pew. We just want you just to, whatever posture you need to take, just to connect to the Lord. And um, let me go back here to the first one. Okay. And right before we get started, when I, um, when I told Brian about, um, about our, our message, what it was titled, he had a picture. And I wanted him to come tell, it, tell the picture of what you saw really quickly. Nothing like being put on the spot. <laughs> you got to be ready in and out of season. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Uh, so I recently uh, took a new job, so I'm learning a lot of, lots of new things right now, and I had been reading about electricity, and I'm sure there's some of you guys in here who have done some electrical work that understand a lot of this a lot better than I do, but uh, the way we get electricity you know, around the country is, is actually really amazing. And when Jill told me they were speaking about transformation, I just took my mind to what I had been researching for work. And so we have these power plants all over the country, right? And they're this far off facility that, that has the, uh, the ability to produce and it has power. And, it's, it's a sufficient power. There's, you flip a light switch on and more times than not, the, you know, the power flips on and it's always there, but that power is generated you know, in a place you can't see. You, you don't even know where your power is coming from you know, when you flip the lights on. And um, the power, when it leaves these power plants, um, it's, it's flowing at a certain current and they go through transformers. Part of, the, part of our electrical grid is transformers. So they go through these transformers that basically electrify it. They, they take that current and they, they convert it into a high voltage so it can shoot from hundreds or thousands of miles away right to your house, right to where you are. And, uh, and then it goes through another transformer to be converted back into a form that we can use in our house. And so as she was saying it, you know, it just made me think of our lives and our gifts and our, our talents and the things that the Lord gives us, you know, his, his presence, you know, is that uh, our dependence is, you know, on that high voltage power that we can get from the Holy Spirit. 
So we all have gifts and we all have talents. And when we, when we lean into God and we depend on his, you know, the, the high energy of the Holy Spirit, that high voltage that comes from, from the Lord, from where, you know, from the Holy Spirit, uh, then, then we can be transformed and we can be more effective in the talents that he's given us. And I asked Jill not to uh, call me up here to share it, but that was what, that was what I had when she. Thank you. It was too good was not awesome. to share. Thank you. That was, so that good. was awesome. <laughs> okay. So we are going to, um, we're just going to let that power flow through us, the power of the Holy Spirit to transform each and every one of us this morning. And we got these tools that we're going to work with here. So I just want you to um, just close your eyes. And just, just go ahead and, um, and just focus on the Lord. And just begin to invite the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Just invite him in. And if there's, if there's any, you know, area in your life that feels challenging, I want you to just invite the Holy Spirit into that right, right now. Just invite him in. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, is there anything you need to repent of? Um, wrong mindset, wrong belief, uh, wrong attitude towards something or someone? And let him reveal the truth instead of the lie. next thing is God's love. I just want you just to say, God, I receive your love today. And I receive your love in that area that I failed. I receive your love in that area of hurt or trauma. I, see, I receive your love in that area where I was believing a lie before, but now I've chosen to believe your truth. God, we just ask for waves of your love to begin pouring on everyone in this room. That each person in this room would be marked and changed by your love because they know how dearly they are loved by you. And I pray like in the coming days, they would still experience waves of your love just washing over them. God, I thank you that we are made new in your love and that your love changes everything. And we just receive it. We break off agreement with shame. And we thank you for making us worthy to receive your love this morning because you are that good. I thank you, Lord, that we are not disqualified. Your blood has qualified us. 
And next we have God's word. Lord, we just ask for a revelation, Lord. A right now word from you, a verse, Lord, that you bring back to our remembrance. Lord, that you would just begin to speak a word of life into each heart, into each mind, into each situation, God. Some of you may get a picture. Some of you um, may just have a phrase pop into your head. Some of you may be reminded of a a Bible verse. Some of you may have a memory of some sort that um, illustrates what God is, is speaking to you. Next is the secret place. Lord, I pray for a burning in our hearts to set time in our busy schedules to meet with you, Lord, to sit with you, to talk with you, to spend time with you, God. And God, I pray that from this place there will be amazing transformation, amazing encounters with you that change, that change us, that mark us, that direct us, leads us, and brings us great peace as we get to know you more, as we get to know you even better. God, I pray for a burning, God, a burning for the secret place, a burning to be with you. And I pray for supernatural things to happen in the secret place. And I pray that hearts would be set on fire with your love and minds would be renewed by the power of your truth, the power of your word, the power of your spirit. And I pray that great surrender would happen in that place because we know how much you love us and we know we can trust you. I want to say something really quick that just came to my mind while we were praying. And um, sometimes we need transformation, but we're really hard on ourselves. I don't know, shame. I mean, the enemy will try to come to you and make you feel guilty and shameful for mistakes you've made. And so we're kind of like we're stuck in this pit because you know all we can see is everything we've done wrong and so I just want to um, just pray that that's lifted off and that you can see past that and as you're in that pit if you raise your hands up the Lord will meet you there and you have to forgive yourself So, Lord, we just, if anyone in here today just needs to forgive themselves, Lord. 
I just pray, Lord, that um, they can see it. They can realize it, Lord, and make that change. That they can release it all to you and know that you're more than enough. You're more than enough, Lord. And so we just release all of that to you. All of the weights from the past we just give to you, Lord, so that we can be transformed and be new and think differently, have a different mindset, and remind ourselves of who we are in you. We are your sons and your daughters. And you love us regardless of the past. We thank you, Lord. We praise your name. Thank you, Lord. I just want to, as we try to close up, um, if you do need prayer and want to come down, Jill and I will be here to pray for you. Um, But I also just want to say that I, I know I gave Jill a hard time at the beginning just picking but I she is like she when I was just thinking I had my eyes closed and was thinking about her um she's like that pointer dog you know when they see a rabbit or something and their tail and you know they go do this little pointing thing um just watch Jill because I mean she does she she listens to the Lord and um even though I was a little bit stressed out man she she is um this was awesome and um, she always listens and hears him, and she goes for it. So um, I'm just thankful for her as my sister and my friend. So um, bear, bear with me for just a couple minutes more. Um, when they were speaking, I, I just am just blown away because they were talking about how, you know, more equipped people could be talking about transformation, and I disagree. Um, the reason I disagree with that is because you're talking, you, you are listening to two women who have talked about nothing but the goodness of God. Sometimes we don't see, we just wait sometimes for good things to come to think about the goodness of God. But both of these women have walked through the valley and they still proclaim the goodness of God. So the question that came to my mind is, is there anyone here who is struggling to believe in the goodness of God? You can be honest. Are you struggling to believe that God is good in your life right now? It could be financially. It could be because of a lost loved one. It could be because of sickness. Are you struggling to believe that God is good? I mean, you don't have to admit that to me, but be honest, because if we don't catch that belief system, we have to believe in the goodness of God. Psalm 27 says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. Sometimes that secret place is in the valley. And both of these women have been through the valley. 
the valley of sickness, the valley of sometimes financial struggles because of sickness, they have been through it and still proclaim the goodness of God. And if you are struggling to believe in his goodness, that's okay. That just means that there's still some renewal and some transformation to be done in our belief system first because we will proclaim it before we see it. Always, we have to believe it. So I'm thankful for them this morning. They have personally taught me so much about the goodness of God and believing in the goodness of God before I actually see it activated in my life. The transformation in both of their husbands, I mean, we've been doing ministry together now for a long time. And when you can see the transformation that the Lord is doing in people's lives, it blows you away. That's their testimony. And that testimony is yours too. If you looked back from where you came from to where you are right now, you would be blown away. But if you are struggling to believe in the goodness of God, take heart. That's okay. But he is good. So that's what I want for them to declare over you in closing. Um, Just be honest. Are you struggling to believe in the goodness of God where you find yourself right now? Are you struggling with that? That's okay. But let the testimony of these women who still proclaim the goodness of God no matter what they've experienced, receive that. Receive their testimony to be yours, okay? We're transforming the way that we think because he is good. So y'all just declare the goodness of the Lord over them. on my heart as you were speaking and I can understand because I've been there too it's um, this is for my brothers and sisters that are here today Psalms 34 8 says oh taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the man that trusts in him Lord we just love you we just thank you for your goodness we thank you for being right on time we thank you for working everything out you're working behind the scenes even when we can't see it or feel it you're so good I thank you for good health for touching my kids for um, for loving us through every situation Lord I thank you for Monty who is the rock of our family and he looks to you and you're so good lord and i pray that everyone here will just see your goodness lord that they'll recognize it that they'll start paying attention to every situation because sometimes we we just we don't think about it and we're too busy being negative but if we open our eyes and see you're there and you're good and you work out everything for us And so if we start recognizing it and paying attention, Lord, your goodness is everywhere. We love you, Lord. And I just want to say again what what Heather was saying is that um, 
there are parts of his presence that you only experience in the valley. So if you're in the valley, he's with you. And, and that's, that's one thing that I've learned um, when, I, when I looked back over, over Daniel he ended up in the, the lion's den. He, and the three Hebrew boys, they ended up in the, the, the fiery furnace. But when they were there, it was the safest place because the Lord was there too. Yes. So when, no matter what things look like, the Lord is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And if you find yourself in the pit and you can't get out, he will hear your cry and he will get you out. He will deliver you. He will not forsake you. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. You will not be forsaken. So I just declare over everyone that you will see the goodness of the Lord. You will see his goodness in the land that you're living in. That he is with you. He will not fail you. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. You will see him come through for you just like Daniel did in the lion's den, just like the three Hebrew boys saw when they were in the fiery furnace. You will see his goodness. And a new season will come. So I just pray, Lord, that you would give everyone in here, especially those who are going through hard times, that you would just give them an awareness of your presence. Just like Jacob that said, oh, God, you're here, and I didn't even know it. I pray that they will have an awareness and a revelation of your presence just like that, Lord. Because your presence changes everything. Knowing that we are not alone changes everything and you will do exceedingly and abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think and nothing is impossible with you so our hope is not in an outcome or a timeline our hope is in the Lord thank you Lord praise the Lord he's good so go out and just yeah. um, let everyone know how good he is and start and just um, declaring that every day. We love you guys. Hope you have a wonderful Thank week. You. God bless you. Thank you. We are so happy that you joined us today. If you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry, you can find more information at saponaroadchurch.com. If you are local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 10.45 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7 o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.